Welcome back to Marketing Monday. You are joined. Wait, Shelly, where are you? I just now noticed you're somewhere different. Where's the pallet prison? I got had to destroy it. You did? No, it's just on temporary hold. We got all this white crud outside, Adam. I couldn't get anywhere today. My husband had to take my my big vehicle. Mm. I uh, I fortunately have the Audi Quattro system, so I was able to get around just fine, even with down, uh, down your stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Took that yeah. down the stairs to your <laughs> so if you guys don't know what this is this is marketing monday shelly and i we love to talk to local business owners and get to know them and answer and try and help any way that we can with marketing or business advice and today we have the wonderful good looking great travis how do you say your last name Kling cling 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 hagen like two names put together. Cling. <laughs> and you are representing South Dakota Climbers or just SD Climbers. Which which one is it? Yeah, so it's actually, it's just Climbers. Our okay. uh, social media tag is got the SD on it. So we had continuity through all of the platforms. Um, so, but our, our actual like DBA is um, Climbers. Nice. Very nice. And... We were talking briefly before the show in the green room because this is a professional podcast and that's what we do. We have green rooms. And you were saying that you guys have been in business for just about a year now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming up on our year mark in June 1st. So we got a couple months to go um, and looking forward to it. We got a, uh, a couple things that we weren't really able to do last year kicking off the business that hopefully we're able to do this year. What? Why weren't you able to do some things last year? What what was the holdup? <laughs> I don't know. There's a, a couple of big things that you know you know might stand out from last year. But. Yeah, worldwide thing that happened. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I'm really anxious to get into today's show because I'm interested in what it was like to start a business basically right in the middle of a well, like literally at the beginning of a pandemic, yeah. uh, and how that's affected you because. You know, while some businesses might be able to adapt virtually, I'm guessing it's very difficult for someone to scale a rock wall via Zoom. You're right, right. Yeah, for sure. Just, just guessing. Yep. Um, so why don't you, if you don't mind, would you mind going into a little bit of your background? Like what got you into, I'm guessing the reason why you started Climbers is because you're passionate about climbing yourself. Like how did that whole thing happen for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I've always been a very active person. I've always liked the outdoors um, and kind of, again, I've always been an athlete. So, you know, in college, I was a sprinter. After college, I was an Olympic weightlifter. And um, that always kept me active, but it also kind of limited my outdoor exposure. Um, so when I would do kind of recreational activities, I would always try to be doing outdoor stuff. So camping. Um, and then when I was out and I moved up to Salt Lake and also in California for a couple of teams, um, I was exposed to rock climbing. Um, it was the first time I was ever able to actually, um, do any climbing. So in a gym or on real rock and, you know, I didn't take it very seriously at that time just because that was more of just kind of a side thing that we would do every once in a while. Um, but it was a very eye-opening experience too, because there was a whole new community that was like really, really inviting um, compared to the, the community that I was a part of with um, kind of the really, really intense competitive weightlifting, which is kind of very, very closed. And uh, you're kind of in a dungeon vibe, like day in and day out and, I'm very familiar with that community. <laughs> like on the spectrum for like, I would almost say freedom. So, and, uh, you know, I, I did have an injury that, you know, part of me was like, gosh, that, you know, kind of sucks that I, I am not really able to continue to compete. But it also was this awesome new doorway for me to be like, okay, what what's the next step into what is going to make me happy? Um, make my family happy, everything like that. And that kind of brought me to climbing, which is again, the, I always get asked the question of why did you start this business? And it's mostly, it's hard for me to explain. Um, and I, I've given people answers here, there, you know, you know, talking about again, the community is great, all this stuff. 
but it really is something that a person has to come through either our doors or meet the people here because that's what makes this place what it is. You know, we built some awesome walls. We we put up awesome routes. We do all that stuff, but it's our it's our community vibe and the energy that we bring every day that it's hard for me to like really encapsulate that in words. So um, that's really the the main reason why I started it was because when I was out at any Craig or like a climbing spot and or any gym, I just felt immediately I was able to like I just had new friends just like that. Like that was it was a cool experience where um, I hadn't ever really experienced that with anything else. So from well, actually, Shelly and I both um, are in that. Uh, so we both have done Shelly and I both have done powerlifting and yep. a way Olympic weightlifting. I can see where the community might be similar, where when you post something in the powerlifting community, unless you're at the elite of the elite top 1% of people, basically what happens when you post something is people telling you just what you did wrong. And yep. that's pretty much about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't, your form wasn't right. Like, oh, that's great. You did 350 for 12 reps. Like, bro, I did that when I was 12 years old in my daddy's basement or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can imagine of- with something as technical as Olympic weightlifting, it's like, oh, your shoulder rotation was one degree off in in your snatch. Like you should probably just give up on life. Like- right. <laughs> yeah, no, you you kind of hit like a main aspect of it. It is very uh there's and unfortunately, it's uh, slightly negatively reinforced. You know, like there's a lot of, yeah, this is, you're doing this wrong, you're doing all this. Or even if you do something really remarkable, you have so many people just like hating on you. And it's like, oh, where, what kind of steroids are you taking, dude? Because exactly, right. <laughs> I need to get on that juice. <laughs> you just can't win. You just can't win. Yep. Um, whereas like, so with the rock climbing, it's, uh, you've got a nice inviting community of like, oh, well, when you're very first starting off, like these are the things you should really consider thinking about or doing, or is, is that kind of, kind of the community that you would, would say what the differences are between the two of them are? Um, well, I think again, there's really, there's very, especially at the, um, I'd say majority, I would say 99% of like the climbing community as a whole, like across the world, um, you know, your everyday climber, not your like cutting edge, like your Alex Honnold, who again, like free solo, stuff like that. Um, or your, you know, top percentile like competitors, but like everything else, the ego is so low with it. And everybody wants you to succeed. It doesn't matter if you are three years old or you are 93 years old or you this is your first time or you've been climbing your whole life. Like everybody wants you to, you know, push through the challenge of climbing. It's not even to get to the top. It's like you get stuck at a, at a, at a point on the wall. Like everyone will literally stop what they're doing, turn and like cheer you on to try to get you to make one more move and get past like that sticking point. And it's like, Again, there's not a lot of places that where everyone is like they'll drop everything that they're doing, and you're a complete stranger on, you know, from across the room, and and then all of a sudden once that that's done, then they start, you know, they create this friendship with them too. So it's or they might give them like some advice, like where an experienced climber comes over and is like, you know, if you would just do, you know, this slight tweak, and then you know that's how that like body of knowledge kind of transfers from like people who have been doing it. And then, you know, just kind of continually trickles down. And uh, it's kind of the cool part of it. You don't need these, like, gurus that are, like, trying to tell you, like, the perfect form. Because it's climbing. There's no perfect way. The goal is just to get up. <laughs> push push your push yourself to, like, I don't know, experience something. Yeah. And I get, you know, I can, I just want to jump in and add to that that, for us, like, so Chase, our middle son, has been a part of Climbers for, oh, probably five, six months now, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and he has, he's found his place. Like, it's, it's something unique that we did not have in our community before. So, like, Chase enjoys sports, 
but he didn't necessarily enjoy like team sports, like through the school, like we've tried different team sports for him. And like, just the way that he's built and the way that his personality is like, he doesn't really love the like, he's competitive, but he's competitive with himself. And he doesn't like the competitiveness of, I don't want to say he doesn't like it, but like, he doesn't do well with the competitiveness of a team where people are putting you down and not encouraging it like that. Like he just doesn't do well with that. And so him coming and trying out climbers, like there was this whole missing piece that honestly, I didn't even really realize it was missing until I really started seeing what it was doing for him. But like teenage boys don't really have anything to do in our community other than team sports. And if you're not excelling at football, basketball, baseball, like what else do you do in this town? Drink. I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like there's not a whole lot else for teenage boys to do in this town. And so Travis and Johnny and the other people there, like you guys have really created this community for something for those to meet that, that niche of teenage boys, especially, which is what I see. I know you guys are a lot more people than that, but for us, that's been a really great um, place for him to fill his time. I mean, it started out with one class a week and now he's down there another two, three times a week because he likes it so much. And yeah. No, there's just, uh, there's just a lot of cool things that can come out of it. And like, you know, I, I've seen that, that same kind of transformation with a ton of kids that have come in here. And again, they're, they're, they're finding um, one, yeah, kind of like an activity that they can really dive into and, and uh, enjoy and maybe not feel as much, yeah, it's just very low pressure. Like there's no, you know, you just, go out and you can challenge yourself as hard as you want or as little as you want. But at the end of the day, you still had fun and it, it's all good. And, um, you know, but there's also like so many other, you know, I, I take time like every once in a while and I really reflect on like what's happening in the gym and like Chase is a great example. And it like, I, I see like the, the progress and the growth of like literally everybody that comes in here. And it literally almost brings me to tears every time I think about it. Cause I'm like, I'm like, Whoa, like this spot that was, could just be just a, a client you know, people are climbing on stuff. Right. But it's actually more of like this, like really nurturing center for like growth and like positive uh, change in somebody's life. Like, you know, there's people who have, you know, they might be going through like kind of addictive personalities and like climbing kind of takes over and like, um, in the most positive way because they're with other people that you know have kind of maybe overcome certain things and climbing kind of just fills this void that like whoa i actually don't need to be doing all these destructive things i can actually be a part of a community that is like very positive and very um i don't know very you know just we want the the world to go around in the right way we want everyone to be happy we love every everything and stuff like that so it's just a very cool cool uh, center to have so to kind of bring that around you know adam asked you guys about or asked you about what it was like to start a business at, in the beginning of a pandemic and kind of going through this past year so from a marketing standpoint like what have you guys done to create that that community of positivity like how did you guys find the people in south dakota in sioux falls south dakota to start this <laughs> that's a good yeah. question so if anybody uh, if anybody is watching outside of sioux falls we're probably the least rock climbing friendly <laughs> place to do this we are i mean i can only think of like two places in sioux falls that you would maybe be able to climb and um you can climb the, corn cribs, Adam. Yeah, there you There's go. Elevators around here you can climb. Oh, just hopefully you don't fall in because you're effed <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I mean, there's a, you know, we'll kind of backtrack just a little bit with, you know, the Sioux Falls area, right? And when, so when I moved back from California, that was like, again, I, I really sat down. It's like, what, where, which direction do I want to go in life? And I, you know, outdoors, I love it. Climbing just fit right in for that niche for like me to continue to do that. Um, it creates like this family vibe um, and everything like that. But what I saw with Sioux Falls is again, we don't really have the geographical landscape for off and climbing. Um, so an indoor facility is kind of like where we would shine, especially with, you know, days like today um, where we got a bunch of snow. Um, we have unpredictable weather, stuff like that. 
Um, but then also we have like a lot of people, I mean, just me growing up in this area, I know that there's a lot of people who want to be active, but there's not a lot of outlets to uh, pursue for being active, you know, especially during all, all seasons. Um, and so I think a lot of people resort to, again, more destructive things like, let's say, going to bars and stuff like that, or just plain you know, eating, you know, it's like, do we need, how many more restaurants do we necessarily need? Um, a lot more apparently because they keep opening up all the time. But, you know, so for me, I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, have a place where again, it totally embodies the, the activity side of things. Um, we'll kind of bring the, the, the faux geographical landscape here and uh, have people, you know, when they're able to go out, let's say to the hills, or you know further west or even like we just took a trip down to arkansas this last week and you know did climbing down there that was you know once they feel comfortable to do that then they can start like exploring the world and you can climb anywhere in the world there's always spots to climb and really experience like kind of them that missing piece so that's kind of again why i wanted to bring this to this area specifically you know the, the places that already have the awesome climbing, you know, they don't really necessarily need a climbing gym like this. But our area, we do. We need more people exposed to activities like this. And I, I really see this trend in the area of more things like rock climbing, um, mountain biking, or any type of cycling, um, you know, just all those activities like that. Um, those are starting to kind of shift into this area, which is awesome to see. And so I hope there's more and more outlets for people to try and find their, their thing to kind of pursue and get them instead of being again in their little shelter, kind of get them out and then experience the world. Um, and then kind of going into, you know, starting up climbers during COVID, right? That's, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard for me to tell like how it affected us. Um, because we didn't have anything prior to it you know i've had you know personal training businesses before but that was it's not even close to like the same realm of what this business and what it takes and everything like that from me so i don't know it's a really that's a really tough question but all i know is that we to create the vibe that we did here was we just ooze the love like that's what we do like so when people come in like, we don't even really have to have, like, anything happening. We just, again, we love that the people are coming in, and we love climbing, and they, they just feel that. Like, that's that's our winning ticket. Like, I, I don't think any amount of marketing that I've ever done so far, which I think that we try to keep up on it as much as possible, um, outweighs anything that, you know, this uh, the, <laughs> the oozing of love that we do. That's, like, that's the winning ticket. I absolutely love, like, I think that's one of the reasons that I've always been so, like, in tune or, like, attracted maybe to what you're doing as far, I mean, I've known Travis for a few years now, just outside of Climbers, and it's just the, it's the idea of creating that community, right? Like, I really firmly believe in doing good things and treating people well, and the business follows, right? Like, if you're doing things for the right reasons, the business will follow, and I think that's exactly what climbers is all about. Uh, <clears throat> I'm curious, what is there um, activities or sports that when you're a rock climber that people in the rock climbing community that they kind of naturally gravitate towards or like these two communities kind of like mold together and, and um, do really well with like mountain bikers there's there's going to be a good cross section of like mountain bikers and then and people who bike on the street right like they're they're not the same people but there's going to be people that do the same thing um or close to it like have is there anything like that in the rock climbing world oh yeah i mean i would say i mean i mean rock climbing is kind of its own entity i guess you could say but there's again all these different types of climbing so I mean, I wouldn't I would break those up into like different groups because normally a person is going to try to dabble in all the different styles and stuff like that and not stick to one. Um, but you see a lot of people who are climbing, they'll also do a lot of like skiing or snowboarding. 
They'll do, again, a lot of mountain biking or really any activity that has to deal with being outdoors and that like freedom. They, uh, I, I see a lot more gravitating towards those activities than anything. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious, like, um, if there was a uh, businesses or something like that in, in the nearby area that you could, um, not maybe not necessarily team up with, but just kind of like make each other known because, you know, those types of people naturally, naturally gravitate towards, towards one another. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we, we try to partner up with, honestly, again, like I love having this like be like a, a community hub you know, where we want to partner with all these different activities because our goal is to have people experience life, um, whether it's climbing, whether it's, you know, doing really anything, archery, stuff like that. I mean, that's all cool. And, um, you know, like we, you know, we talked to, I mean, um, you know, a couple guys from the, like the cycling club, um, you know, the guys from the state association, um, there's, uh, we just worked with like the T wrestling team. That's another one too. Um, where I thought that you know climbing and wrestling could be like a nice um, kind of duo, I guess you could say. Different type of training again keeps them keeps the kids having fun and a little different style of training. So um, yeah, we just kind of kind of keep on trying to find different avenues to partner up with people and stuff like that too. So. Goal is to keep people active, let them experience new things. Cool. Very cool. Shelly, what so, questions do you have? How did you guys decide on where you landed, right? Because you, you were researching this for quite a while before you yeah. landed. Um, and I guess you can tell everybody where you guys are located. But, like, I'd be curious to know how you guys ended up in that particular area. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, like, I was working on the whole project you know, going through business plan after business plan after business plan. It was always tweaking. Um, I, it was about like three years in uh, or about there where I was like, I almost didn't know if we were going to be able to do it because just the amount of capital that I needed. Um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get there without, you know, some sort of investor kind of stepping in and helping. Um, for like uh, kind of a, a bigger facility that, you know, I had envisioned. And so I, you know, I was always looking into falls and stuff like that. And one day again, I'm, I'm from T. So I was driving into town, but I took a different route that I normally do going to my parents and I saw these buildings. So I was like, they look like kind of taller ceiling heights. So I was like, okay, let's, let's go see. And, you know, they're not tall enough for any rope climbing, but they're tall enough for boulder walls, which, um, you know, just through all the research and everything like that, that bouldering facilities do very well and are a great place just to start off. So I was like, okay. And nobody has been in this building. So I was like, this is kind of a perfect fit. And I, you know, talked with uh, the realtors and everything like that and saw like what my overhead would be and everything like that. And it just it kind of clicked. So we really, right when that kind of happened, I don't think it was more than like two weeks later and like we were already going. Like that was, like, the, wow. yeah, it was because we had already like prepped so long for, you know, what, what we were going to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, we kind of just switched the business plan, kept the same model, same idea of what we were going to do, um, but just changed like the wall style. So instead of, again, having rope where it was just hard to find a facility with the ceiling height, um, now we just switched it over to bouldering and, uh, and this place, you know, has been rocking so far. So do you need like a ceiling height of like 20 feet or 25 feet for rope or what? No. So like, I mean, to make it worthwhile, I mean, you're going to be wanting to have routes that are at least 25 feet plus. So normally you're looking at like a 40 foot ceiling, wow. which is, it's just tough to find, you know, it's a kind of a specialty built building. Um, but that's like the most popular height is about around the 40 foot mark. Gotcha. And so would you mind doing a, if you can, a quick explanation of the difference between bouldering and rope climbing? Cause you know, I'm, I'm envisioning them kind of being similar to each other. So what would, uh, 
what's what's why is there a difference in in height between the two disciplines yeah i mean really it comes down to what's your protection right so what is keeping you safe um while you're climbing and that's always again something that you always want to take into consideration um so with bouldering again we have you know mats that almost come up to my knee they're like 16 inches thick um and they're designed to catch you since there are, is no rope and the walls go up to and they there's an association body that kind of regulates what they deem safe and what's not and the max kind of height for the style of flooring that we have is 16 feet so a lot of bouldering facilities go from like 12 to 16 feet for their their uh, wall height um and then you have rope climbing which you can go as high as you'd really ever want to um and again that is where the mat doesn't really matter you just have somebody who is belaying you who like let's say you slip off well they're the ones that's going to catch you so they catch the rope to make sure that you don't fall you know too far right and then there's a couple different types of climbing with the rope where um either it's a top rope or you can do lead climbing um and both are great great avenues uh, to climb but one is kind of a little more or less risky than the other so um, top rope being being a less risky one so now if you're if you're doing bouldering out in the wild like just out out there there's no there's no mat catching you i mean there's the ground but the ground yeah. is pretty unforgiving unless you're climbing above a swamp so what does how do you do that discipline outside of a gym? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's something too that um, we're kind of excited about because we got our, our new crash uh, pads in, so we can teach how to spot. But you basically you'll backpack out these, um, depending on the size of them. But they're you know kind of four foot um, mats, you know, and they're about five inches thick, four to five inches thick. And you'll just place those in the areas that you think that you might fall. So it is a little bit. <laughs> if you're going to fall, just make sure to do it in this area. Yeah. Otherwise, it's really going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, and normally, again, you're, you're talking, you know, kind of where the tricky spot is going to be um, on that particular boulder. And then you don't usually just have one map. You know, you might be carrying two of them, or you, you know, if you're smart, you got other people climbing with you, and then they're also, you know, taking out some mats with you. And so it's, if you can kind of lay out a, you know, um, a couple of them again, then it becomes pretty safe. And um, you just gotta use your head again. It's a lot of common sense where, you know, if there's something that seems a little risky, um, you gotta make that decision whether or not like you think that that's worth the risk. And that's kind of what climbing. There's a lot of that in climbing where again you can make it as safe as you want, or you can make it as risky as you want. And you can see that. Um, Kind of with like documentaries like free solo which is the most uh risky style of climbing that you could probably do right yeah. um or then like we're on our side we really promote you know taking um all advantages of like safe climbing so you know having all this redundancy built into what you're doing so there's not just one fail safe there's another fail safe and so like then you have these backups to and keep the safe because yeah, it's for fun. It's not to uh, try to get hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I imagine it's there's not a whole lot of forgiveness there. Like if you don't do your checks and balances and um, do your stuff, like it's kind of like I would imagine it's a lot like um, jumping out of an airplane. Like if you don't check your chute and your backup chute and the one time or you go to deploy it. Like there's not a whole lot of forgiveness there. Like the ground is coming at you at yeah. at maximum velocity. Like, yeah. and that's it. And same way with rock climbing. Like you don't check your whatever your safety equipment is. Like, and it fails on you. Well, <laughs> you know, like there's there's only a couple of outcomes there, and they all hurt. Yes, yes. And then you know you know talking about kind of the differences between bouldering and then rock climbing. Um, again, they both have their their risks. You can get hurt doing both of them, but again, trying to mitigate those risks and climbing as safe as possible is always smart, which is why, again, using crash mats, smart. Um, and that style of bouldering, too, normally you are on a little bit more overhang. So 
you're kind of in like a sitting position when you start, you know, and uh, you, you know, so there's a lot of like, you just fall on your butt, you know, or something like that. So the, the falls are very, very short um, comparatively to, you know, as you know, you're not climbing up 20 feet and then falling, you know, like you might fall three feet, something like that off your mat. But, um, but then also with rope climbing, I mean, there's, there's times where you might take a, like a leaf fall where, you know, you might fall 30 feet until that rope finally catches and then you, you know, you'll swing into the wall or something like that. But then, you know, there's always these, these rifts involved, but I mean, I wouldn't say that either any style of climbing is more inherently dangerous than another, um, like between rope climbing and bouldering. Um, it's just like how, how much risk are you willing to kind of hang out there to do that certain climb in the, right. uh, you know, again, our, our goal is to hopefully you're playing more on the safe side than the risky side. Uh, so Shelly brought up a good question that I think I'd like to try and expand on. So community to you is obviously, obviously seems like it's pretty important. It seems like that's what kind of hooked you in at the beginning. Um, so other than new person walks into climbers and, you know, you're just there to help them out. What are you guys doing consciously every day to try and build community and to support it and try to keep it growing? Yeah. So, um, it's basically a, we do a lot of listening, um, asking questions that, you know, hopefully we get, you know, sometimes we get more answers than, than others, but, um, but yeah, listening to what, what the, our member base is like kind of wanting again is it education is it you know a different style of setting in the gym or um do they want more classes of you know so we offer fitness classes we have rock solid you know johnny uh ramps that up and then we have yoga classes you know do they want more more of those things so and catering you know our spot because it's a membership based gym i mean we still have day passes and stuff like that but um this is kind of their second home. So we want to make that where, you know, they feel like this is, you know, they're part of their, you know, their second home. Um, so that's kind of something that we do. We also do, you know, challenges, stuff like that. Again, we, we always try to nudge people into, you know, not an uncomfortable position, but a challenging position where they, they want to grow. Um, and so we do, we've been doing these challenges lately that have been a lot of fun where people are doing things that they normally wouldn't have done. Um, but they, they're like, Whoa, this is actually, you know, this is cool. This is where I'm at now. And you know, by the end of the month, this is where I'm at. You know, they, they see this progress, which is always great. Um, but yeah, just kind of doing a lot of listening. So kind of, I always love feedback. I pretty much ask everybody, um, whether they're a member or not, like, you know, how their day went and what, what did, you know, what was, you know, is there anything that they, you know, would like to kind of see differently or stuff like that? But I, I really, I really thrive off of feedback. Gotcha. So I'm going to back that up a, a step. So it sounds like you have a really good idea what you guys are doing when people get in the door, but what do you guys do to get people in the door? Like what have you been doing to, create get those people in the door because i don't i think once people get there they're going to see the energy that you and johnny yeah. have and you guys yeah. are gonna be fantastic but like how do you get those people there yeah and that's something that we we've been playing around with a lot so um and again we're a pretty small shop you know so we don't have this massive marketing budget so we try to do things you know almost one move at a time to see how it works um and then kind of base you know, our next move off of what that, you know, you know, what the results were off of that. So, um, what, but again, we were constantly pushing the social media. I think that that's kind of a no brainer, um, getting engaging content, telling what people are telling people what we're up to, stuff like that. Always trying to have people tell their friends and word of mouth. And then also just again, sharing stuff through, through social media networks. But then also we're kind of dabbling into emails. So we have um, an email system where we can, the people that have been kind of coming in already, uh, we can see if we can uh, 
recapture them back into the gym. And again, hopefully that kind of creates a little bit more part. Um, and then for people just leads that, you know, they've never been in the gym, stuff like that. Um, I think the biggest one that we do, um, gosh, that I would say that the best one that we've done, it, it was probably, gosh, you know, we do a lot of kind of weird things, but like we do, I mean, we, we've had Groupon. That was actually kind of a, a solid one. Um, was that actually like so? Kind of a little side detract off of that because I did that many years ago. I mean, probably a decade ago now, like when Groupon was pretty new to our area still. Yeah. And like we sold a ton, but it was like bad for us in the end. Like when we actually like ran the numbers, and granted, I had a retail business, so it was different, but like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it was it, it's been not good for us. Um, I wouldn't say that it's a, uh, uh, a a winner in the sense of dollar amount, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely is a good um, exposure um, tool. So, so it has gotten more people, I think that normally wouldn't have probably came in um, to experience the gym. So I think- So that's, that's a, yeah, that was kind of where I was going with that. Like, did, was it new customers that were buying the Groupons and coming in or was it people that had already experienced the gym you know what I mean? Because then you can market it at, you can justify the cost as a marketing expense if it's getting a new person through the door. But if it's somebody who already knows about the gym and they just want a cheap pass, well, yeah. then you're kind of throwing money away. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's been um, mostly, again, people that they're all new. So, you know, that's awesome. Groupon, it's all new stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I do look at it, it's like, gosh, they, I mean, they, the, the margins on it are kind of, kind of awful, but it's, uh, it's again, it's, we want people to experience climbing. So I've never, I've never shied away from, um, having, you know, outlets to let people experience there and get through the door first. And then I'd be like, okay, maybe this is like the new thing that I like want to do. Cause I just, you know, they, it's kind of intimidating too. So I, I can really see why people would be, you know, kind of looking for these different outlets, maybe a little cheaper version or something like that to get in. But it's, uh, that's been one tool. I mean, we've been doing a lot of other things too, but, um, we, we, we've been we, done like, we, stuff, like we, flyers. I mean, we, we've went and, uh, walked on, you know, during the summer, last summer, we, you know, we were just, uh, just walking around town on every door, just putting, putting door stoppers on. So, for you, Travis, like we don't very often hear people telling us about like kind of their guerrilla marketing oh, tactics that I, they've used. Good for you. I don't know. I don't know if it's like just kind of, I, I kind of, I would say I have a slightly old school mind. So I think, cause I struggle with technology. So like when we do our social media, it's actually, it's a challenge for me to do it. Um, and it takes a, probably a little extra time than, and you know, somebody who's actually that that's their profession. Um, but you know, I still, I still, I love this place. So like, that's why it feeds me to do it. Um, but the other stuff, like the word of mouth stuff, just going out, handing out cards, doing those kind of things. Um, those are the, like the things that I think that like, those are easy to me because I get to talk with people about climbing too. And so it's just kind of, and then they're like, Whoa, this, this guy really likes climbing. So like, let's head out there. So which uh, I think is a lot different than a lot of businesses, though. Like a lot of the people, and I would imagine Adam would agree with me, like a lot of the people that we talk to, that's kind of flipped for. Like there's sometimes like a, a maybe a pride aspect or a time aspect or something else that comes in and doesn't allow people to go out and put a flyer on somebody's front door or, you know, just go and do some of those super basic things that don't cost you any money, but really help show your enthusiasm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, the time I would say, uh, I would say a lot of people just, they might not have the time, especially if they're in the same boat as like me, um, where it's, it's myself. And then I, again, I have Johnny who's on part time, but it's, we're putting in a lot of hours here. Um, and normally it's, you know, if I, if I'm out of here, it's, you know, it's usually at, you know, nine 30. So it's not a good time for me to go around and start hanging stuff on people's doors. Right. <laughs> so finding these weird, you know, time slots to be able to do that is, 
you know, that's, that's gotta be a struggle for a lot of businesses. I, I bet. Um, when th there's alternative um, ways of possibly doing the same thing. Um, kind of another thing that, you know, I think we do have these people coming in and then we always like try to, again, word of mouth is huge. So we, we give them these like referral cards. So if they bring in um, somebody the next time, they both get like $5 off. Uh, or you know a free shoe rental or something like that where again it kind of they get to bring their friends in because it, it's also more fun for them to have new friends with them climbing and experiencing climbing with them instead of them by themselves to climb and so that's probably another really useful tactic that we've used to get kind of one a repeat customer and then two um a new customer yeah the the groupon example is something that we call, or well, I call, I don't know if it's an official marketing thing, but just a loss leader. Like you're okay with giving up or really not making any money off of that first visit because you're hoping that your personality charm and good looks will get them to come in back through the door later on down the road. Or, you know, that they just like rope climbing or sorry, climbing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the referral cards thing is kind of interesting because that's, I was actually a, a road that I was trying to think of is like, how could you, what could you do to where you encourage them bringing in a buddy? Like what, it doesn't need to be anything. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. And I think a lot of times that's what, that's where technology gets in the way sometimes is that people put too much emphasis on creating funnels and making it super fancy and all this other stuff where there's times where, in a industry or business like yours, going low tech can actually just be far better because if you can just develop a, an idea of like a buddy day where you uh, on Wednesdays or whatever your slowest day of the week is, you're like, hey, if you bring in a buddy on this day, like um, you get 50% off and your buddy is, um, climbs for free, whatever it might be. I don't know what it would be, but that gets those people interested and like imagine if it imagine if a jujitsu gym had a buddy day like you know they just pick a day of the week they're typically really slow and they have an open gym part and they just say hey you know what it's 50 percent off and your buddy's free and you can just beat the crap out of your buddy who has absolutely no idea about jujitsu <laughs> oh man yeah but now your buddy gets in there, he gets absolutely piss stomped. And then he's like, okay, well now I'm going to take jujitsu because I can't be, I can't get slapped around by my buddy. Right. Like you could see where that would get progressed. Yeah. Um, with climbing, I don't know, maybe there's the same thing. Like the guy, I can just imagine like a typical dude walks in. He's like 12 feet. What? easy right and then you're like oh okay timer starts now and then he just gets smoked by his buddy who's been coming to the gym for four months and then the guy's like well i can't have that i've got to now i've got to join just so i can smoke him and you know yeah. it just yeah it just yeah we've, we've actually kind of seen that i mean so climbing is very humbling um and even so like i would consider myself a pretty darn strong individual um, just with like my background, but it had no correlation over to climbing. Like there was no transfer really. Um, and so it was humbling, like very, very humbling when you, you see these guys like doing what they're doing and you grab onto the same thing. And you're like, there's no way. Like there's you're, you're literally defying gravity, um, but there's always a progression to that. Right. And you got to understand that you kind of got to take a couple steps back, be humbled, um, drop the ego, which is again, it's great because once people embrace that, then the ego is completely gone, and like it's such a cool activity. Yeah, yeah, like referring, uh, you know, the buddies and everything like that. You know, we've we've done, a, I think, a pretty good job of that. We've had a lot of people come back with their friends, with more friends. Um, we even offer like our members; um, they get a free guest pass um, every month. So again, it's just bringing in another new individual. Um, and it keeps it more fun for the member as well because they get a showcase one that they're probably alpha at climbing and then two uh, they get to like show off like their second home their their other family and everything like that and be like you know this is this is cool you know you can try this out too um, and then kind of going back to the cards that we use and talking about the feedback that I always am kind of searching for well, those cards, like that's that's my like 
one of my easiest tickets in to like start even a conversation when someone's about to walk out the door. So I can go up and be like, Hey, I really appreciate, you know, you guys coming in. Like, how did it go? I've got this card for you. Like, this is for next time. And then it kind of just starts a conversation right then and creates more connection. So I have connection when the person comes into the door, connection while they're climbing and then connection before they leave. And it's like yeah. this like multi-point system that, um, makes it a ton of fun for me. Um, and then it, it gives them a very good experience. Yep. Do you have a, like, who is your target customer? Um, like, is it younger, like teenage boys or is it like a, us? Yeah. Me? yeah. All right. I'm, I'm your target. To work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's everybody. Like I, I don't have, like when we started the business plan, it's like, yeah, we were like looking at like target one demographic, all this stuff. And it's like when I really got into it and that was something that, again, you're learning something new every single day of owning a business. Um, I really don't have a target demographic. I have target goals of what I want, like our community to embody and what like what the gym is kind of moving towards, but it's literally for everybody. And that's the cool thing about the climbing is it is an all ages um, activity where we, I mean, we've got a five-year-old that probably climbs just as hard as our top climbers in our gym. Like it's, it, there's no, and then we have, you know, all the way up to, I think our oldest member is probably upper 60s. So it's, and it's for everybody because it's not like, I, I couldn't say like, you know, we, we more like look toward this group or this group because I want I want everybody to experience it. Um, we do have like programs, like our kids program and stuff like that, where um, again, that's a, it's a kids program. So we, we put the energy into trying to find, you know, the parents who are looking for activities for their kids that might be, again, they might not like ball sports or team sports or anything like that. So again, a different outlet for their kids or maybe they just we've had a lot of kids that have um maybe they struggle with attention so like climbing is awesome for that too because the amount of focus all of a sudden you just get this like tunnel vision while you're on the wall and you're grabbing onto these different holds and you get these like tactile different differences and stuff like that and um you know you're also doing a physical exercise while you're doing it so it's a, this mental uh physical and social activity that is just it's uh kind of it's meant for everybody uh i'd like to zoom on in on that actually for just one second but before i do that charlie edmondson i saw your comment um i'll i'll just i'll pm you and we can uh we can actually have a conversation about that um because I, I, don't I, was gonna, I was gonna jump in too and there's a there's an episode a couple uh a little ways back where you and I talk about this. I think it was back in December that maybe yep. we can hook them up with. Yep. Uh, but to expand on what you were saying, Travis. Um, so with Clarity Code, we have I what I call ideal customers, like easy to convert customers. And I think that would be something that I would encourage you to look at where climbing might not be age, gender, you might not be able to break it down by that, but I'd be willing to bet that you can break it down by personality traits. So, yeah, I mean, that's a tip, tough one too, though, because I've, I mean, you might be able to, there might be some common core thing, um, but there's also, you're going to go into a place, again, any climbing gym or any, uh, like climbing Craig, and you're going to find that you would not have a like it's just it's really mind-opening of like who actually does climb and you're gonna be like it's not just a stereotypical long-haired person that you know lives out of land it's it's your your banker your you know all these different types of, uh, of people but yeah they probably do have you know a common core personality trait and i think that that might be again where it's like just uh the freedom aspect or something something along those lines where they don't they want to experience something and challenge themselves and they really are self-driven to 
find those new challenges in life, right. whether it's, you know, no matter what it is, it could be anything, but they like to self-drive themselves to like push themselves through a challenge. Yeah. And I think where marketing gets fun for myself is if you know how to ask the right questions towards people, which this is actually probably the most difficult thing to figure out. How do I ask the question that actually pulls out the kind of information that I'm wanting to know? Because you can make a lot of assumptions about age, demo, and all this other stuff um, for your customer base. Very rarely does that actually does that actually convert when it comes to marketing? Um, what actually converts is when you figure out what what problems they're experiencing or what deep down is something that really activates them. For example, if we take Shelly's kid, Shelly's kid was drawn to climbing because he's a self, we'll just say self-motivated kid. He's not motivated by negative reinforcement. He's motivated by positive reinforcement, which your community provides. And he's more of a, just a solo sports person. So maybe maybe tennis would have been his thing if tennis also provided a really great positive reinforcement type of community. You know what I mean? Because tennis, for the most part, is basically a solo sport. So it would be interesting. But then you have the unique difference of like you're now an outdoor, mostly environment. There's just some people that just don't out enjoy outdoor shit. Like they just don't. Yeah. Um, so it'd be really interesting to take your existing customer base and to try and figure out what those five or six questions has to be in order to ask them and then and then draw that answer out. Which it's not as simple as like, hey, what what why do you keep coming back? Like it, yeah, it's not yeah. it's not as simple as that. It, yeah, it goes a yeah. little bit deeper. Yeah, no, I know. I can I, I can definitely see that. And uh it definitely um some interest in me again to kind of dive deeper into like what makes each member tick a little bit um, and you can also do this on the reverse sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but you can also do this on the reverse if you're in a bunch of facebook groups in a climbing community um which i'm assuming well maybe you aren't if you're not very technologically savvy but there's <laughs> communities out there that you can be a part of online where a whole bunch of these climbing people are and then you can ask the reverse 180 degree degree question that you would ask your normal uh your people that you're searching for which is hey what do you guys do when if you have a free weekend a uh, free 40 weekend what's you money's not an object you can do whatever the hell you want what are you going to go do i would actually be willing to bet that 50 to 65 percent of that community if you were to ask a facebook group the, they're like, oh, money's no object. I can go wherever the hell I want. Four-day weekend, I'm traveling. I'm going to X spot, and I'm going to go go do whatever, mountain biking, skiing, um, rock climbing. Okay, we have people that like to travel. And then boom, 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 you know, they have a yearning for travel, you know, whatever. And then you just start to decipher down from there um, what in this community is the overall or a majority of like, their person it's really tough to explain but i think you know where i'm going with it yeah, like yeah. you there's there's common threads through every community you just you just kind of you got to find them and then when you're talking with someone um whether it be phone messenger whatever it might be as you're talking to them and you're starting to kind of like pull out these personality traits you're like oh yeah you you know what like all i gotta do is just get you in there and you're you're hooked you're <laughs> you're in and yeah. that's what that's a lot of times what i find with myself both in my detailing business that i had and then clarity coat if i'm talking to someone on the phone and i'm picking up bad vibes that like i'm asking the questions and they're giving all the wrong answers i'm like there's a chance you might be into this but more than likely we're not a good fit and i'll just i'll just be on my way like hey what would you like to do on your four-day weekend sit at home and game for 72 hours and pound down a 24 pack of mountain dew you might be into climbing like it could happen right but most likely probably not right you know? yeah. and that's that's kind of what i teach as well like i think you and i might have talked a little bit about this at one point travis but like 
that's kind of the just kind of the idea about um, a customer avatar. Have you ever heard of a customer avatar? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like that's kind of the idea. Isn't like it's creating this perfect person that doesn't exist. And like almost every time that I try to get a business to do this, they get the first time they try it, they do exactly what you have done. They're like, everybody is my customer. Yeah. Which to a certain degree is true, right? Like, but the thing about creating a customer avatar is it's more for like marketing and decision making. So you create this like perfect person in your head and you can now ask that question of like, okay, let's say that your perfect person's name is Johnny and he is a 27 year old male and he, you know, whatever. Some like Adam said, yeah, he has all these characteristics that you're going to name out. But now you can start like bouncing your decision making based off of this perfect person that you've created. So like when you're trying to decide whether or not you should purchase that ad in a magazine, you would say, would Johnny find like, would Johnny find me through this? And if the answer is no, then you don't do it. If the answer is yes, then you're going to hit people like Johnny that have similar aspects to Johnny. But and you're probably going to pick up some people outside of that at some point. But like you can now narrow your decision making into how will I hit that perfect person that I've created in my head for business. Gotcha. This, yeah. even, this even goes down to something as simple as do you do you create your own posts for your social medias? Yeah. Okay. So this actually goes as simple as um, going down that road. <laughs> I'm, I hate to keep bringing up this example, but. It's just it just serves a really good point. Would you ever throw out a post on your social medias on the business page social medias with you sitting down in front of a TV on the Xbox with a 24 pack of Mountain Dew and saying, "I can't wait for the next four days. Like this is all I'm doing." It, you wouldn't, right? Because right. like the people would be so confused to be like, "No, like why? Why would you do that? Like you should go outside See, and like do something." Might spark a little. Uh, <laughs> you know maybe intriguing yeah you would you would instead say well johnny my avatar would four day weekend you would post a picture of like you out on the road and saying hey i'm gonna go climb this place because we've got a four day weekend and i'm really super stoked about it now before we close shelly if you don't mind before we close out the show we did have a question that it's detailing related however i think it would help it's directly related to Travis as well. So if you're okay with it, um, I'd like to address this because I say the same, I say the same shit every single time. Alan started a detailing business. What's the best way to market the best way to market. And Travis, this goes for you as well. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. Teach people how to replace you. Meaning you, you spend either every day, once a week, whatever, doing some sort of video, Facebook Live, photos, blogs, whatever it might be. And on the detailing side of it, you teach people how to do a proper wash. You teach people how to do a clay bar. You teach people how to polish. You do all of that. Travis, what would be awesome to see is if you did video, photo, blog, whatever you're comfortable with doing and say, hey guys, like, Today we're gonna, I'm going to be showing you how to I'm going to really struggle with trying to how to get up <laughs> how to how to get the first ten feet on your on your very first climb. The first ten feet is the is the hardest for new people to do. I'm going to show you six tech. I'm going to show you the six things that people most commonly mess up on this. This doesn't need to be. This does not need to be edited video. This does not need to be fancy. This it doesn't need to be any of that. It just simply needs to be you executing on that stuff. And the, it, this isn't, this doesn't so much work for you, Travis, but on the detailing side, the commonly what I would get pushed up against is, well, then why would anybody ever use my services? Like if they know how to do everything, well, because people are fucking lazy. That's why um, it, because they don't want to do it themselves at all. Like they look outside and they're like, Oh, it's a perfectly sunny day outside on a Saturday. I could take all this knowledge that I just learned from Alan on his detailing page and go detail my car. If, if that individual actually goes and does that, he wasn't your customer in the first place. He was a heavy do it yourselfer. You just gave him the information to go and do the stuff for himself. However, he's going to brag about you to everyone else. 
Travis on your side of it, there's really only one location that they can go to to try out the techniques that they learn from, which is you. Because we, the great part about Sioux Falls for you is that there's not really anywhere for them to go try out any of this stuff. Like, um, I can't imagine that the rock climbing that's around here is actually really all that safe because it's not like um, the loose rock. Yeah, the spots are a little, there's some sketchiness to them. Yep. Um, Alan says, so start to do how-to videos like a series. I, I really wouldn't put as much that much effort into it. Like I would I don't even know if I would go that far. When you're detailing a car, be like, hey, have I have I told someone how to wash a car today? Boom. Facebook Live. Hey guys, this is Alan. I'm gonna show you how to wash a car today. I don't know. Travis, I don't I, I really wish I could even begin to give you an, a, like a hardcore example, but like yep. shoes, shoes right behind you. Pull out a pull out a shoe and be like, here's why you want to climb with this shoe, and here's why you don't want to use a Nike. Like this is the reasons why. And I'm just going to break it down for you. Yeah. Like it could be something like that. I, I don't know. Chalk versus no yeah, chalk. I was just going to say chalk. Like, I think chalk would be a fantastic one. Grip yep. strength. Like here's little things that you can do at home for grip strength. Like, you know, you made a suggestion to, to me and Chase about like doing hangs. Like, do you have bar a bar at home that you can do hangs from to work on some of that grip strength? It also really stretches out your back really well after here's, you've been sitting on the chairs. <laughs> here's three. Anyway. Um, low cost things that you can buy for your house that will improve your climbing ability. The the door overhang pull up bar. The um, on that show free solo, he had like um, some rocks that he put into the that he screwed to the wall that would just um, complement like his grip strength and stuff like that. Like he'd do finger pulls up, um, like all that. I can't imagine that stuff's expensive, and so. You're just like, here's how you would do it at your own house. And like, you, all you need is like five square feet in order to accomplish this stuff. Right. So literally anybody's house could do it. Just anytime you're doing something, just think to yourself, wait, have I talked about this at a big scale um, yet? And then just, and then just simply do that. That's even as simple as like food and hydration, you know, like those are simple things that you've taught Chase along the way about like, you know, you're about ready to pass out because you've worked really hard. Right. <laughs> like you probably need to eat better before you come, right? And now he's very intentional about it. Like he's very intentional about making sure that he eats well on Mondays before he comes to class or making sure he packs hard his snack and he brings two bottles of water every time when he comes because he knows that he needs some extra hydration. You know, like just stuff like that that I think all of those things are super easy videos once a week to like just start getting your face out there. And the cool thing about video that, you know, Adam and I will preach until we're blue in the face is like video content is so renewable for you. Like you can use video content over and over and over again. You can download it into sound bites. You can use it on TikTok. You can use it on Instagram. You can use it on Facebook. You can use it in an email. You can like, there's just a ton of different ways that you can use video content that can be produced in other types of content. So, which might be like a little like, you're like, I'm never going to do all of that stuff. But someday no, you will like have that. somebody else that will do it for you because that's what happens as your business grows. You're going to outsource and that's probably going to be one of the first things that you outsource because it's not something you enjoy doing. So it's probably not the best use of your time. So yeah, I think on that, I mean, it is hard for me. Um, but, and I don't know if I would say I necessarily enjoy it, but I do enjoy uh educating people and having people um uh like learn new things so i think that this is like a really good idea of like again i there's so much to teach in climbing so that you know we would have so many topics to go over so i think that's a really really great idea if it's difficult for you to talk to just one quick tip if it's difficult for you to talk to a a phone camera like literally like i don't know either you're doing selfie mode or you just have one person videoing you quick tip because i did this for a little while too and um it's a different dynamic offer to train someone for free that's like they know nothing about climbing whatsoever offer to train them for free and then get like a cousin of yours or just someone really young and say literally all i want you to do is just hold the phone that's it i just want you to hold the phone and then every week you just teach this person one new thing and what would be really cool about that is they can literally other people can then 
watch the progression of this person and see how they improve in just a matter of like a month time or whatever. <clears throat> and you can keep in mind with yourself, like, okay, if I, if I want this person to improve dramatically in one month, what are like the four things that people most commonly mess up on that if I train this person or teach him, like there's going to be this big increase in performance. And then other people are going to be like, Oh damn. Okay. Like you went from being a sloth, like barely able to climb the wall to literal spider monkey. He's just, just like he's leaping walls now and grabbing onto stuff. He's doing six foot jumps. Like he's doing backflips off of stuff. That's crazy. I want my kid to be able to do that. Or I want to be able to do that. Whatever. Like Adam is volunteering himself for that. Yeah, I think, I think we got a volunteer. Uh, so I have this thing, right? With my hip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we are now over an hour because this was such an awesome conversation. So the yeah, last couple minutes of every uh, episode, we let you tell everybody where they can find you. What's something you want everybody to know about you and climbers and Tell them how to come see you. Yeah, I mean, we are um, actually, we got some really cool news coming up uh, this next mm -hmm. month. But, uh, you know, our hours throughout the week are one to nine right now. Um, Saturday is nine to nine, Sunday's one to six. But next month, we are going to be 24 7. So um, it's a good. What? Yeah, it's going to be a really cool step in, the, in, a, in a cool direction for our gym. Um, but you can, you know, basically climb unlimited. Um, at our facility here in T. Um, we're on the north side of T in a little industrial kind of section of the town. Um, just kind of follow the signs. Um, but yeah, that's- And it's really part. easy to get to from Sioux Falls, guys. Like it, like from, it's right off like interstate. It's not that far. Like it takes me about 10, 12 minutes to get there from my place. So Adam, yeah. it would only take you 11 minutes. So. Wow. Well, my car's a little less aerodynamic right now, so it might take me a, a little bit longer. Leave <laughs> Jessica out of this. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, do you have a website? Do you have socials? How can people find you? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, other than coming into the gym and seeing what's going on here, um, we do have our, our social media. So SD Climbers uh, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we don't have like TikTok yet, but, you know. Yeah, the, is maybe word there. Um, and then uh, on our website is sdclimbers.com. Um, and that's a, a good place for reference on all of our, you know, events that are going to be happening or a pricing that you might be, you know, wondering about or just kind of, you know, what we have like a gym tour on there. So if you don't want to come into the place, you know, you can see our, our facility on our website. So, yeah. Awesome. Sweet. I'm really glad you joined us today, Travis. This was cool. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you for joining us. And thanks for, uh, you know, you know, having me and um, kind of giving me some ideas. So stay tuned. You guys need to stay tuned to maybe a couple videos that might be coming out pretty soon. Maybe maybe Adam will be in a Tiki Taki someday with you. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm I got excited. a couple of dance moves. I, that's all I really know about TikTok. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get into that. that that's a different discussion a for a whole, whole different, different discussion. Yep. All right. Well, we end every episode by saying peace out, Brussels sprout, and see you next week. See you.